Hey guys, and welcome back to The Write-Up, the writing podcast from Verse Publishing, where Rob and I talk about books, about writing, and about being a writer. Yes, good morning everyone. Uh, I'm Rob Wickings, the um, contributing editor for Verse Publishing, Uh, and Happy New Year! I think is yeah yeah I think I, that's, year, that's the main thing to to, to start off with um, twenty seventeen two thousand sixteen has yeah. gone and won't come back let's just be thankful for that thank goodness for that my goodness yeah um, yeah interesting year I mean obviously twenty seventeen is, is potentially going to be also interesting but you know let's 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 move on from the um, from from the trembling shit show that was twenty sixteen and move forward with a clear sense of perspective. And purpose. See, I so, I I feel weird. like you know when you wake up and you have got that, that sort of five minutes, you're not quite sure if you're awake or asleep, and like <laughs> nothing's quite. You're using like a, a hazy, everything's fine world. That's where we are right now. At some point, we're going to wake up and realise that you know it's all going to go to hell soon. But for the moment, we're all in. Oh yes, first few of January, yeah. lovely, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's an interesting time of year because you are kind of. Well, well, you're sort of two weeks into the notion of uh, whether your New Year's resolutions are going to work out or not, whether whether maybe those pledges you've made to do, say, dry January or V-January, you know, you know, sort of, you know um, just, just basically, if you're going to be sort of giving up anything for January, have you given it up and have you decided actually you can't live without it, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, well, it, it's a... T- it's, Sorry, go on. My, my feelings on dry January are, are well documented on Twitter. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's it's yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think we're both of the same mind on on that notion. Yes, so, uh, yes. But we yeah. we did think, guys, that it would be an interesting podcast to talk about uh, resolutions in terms of writing and being a writer and or, and from, or being an editor. Um, and so I thought we could me and Rob to talk about what we're looking forward to this year and what we're intending to achieve this year. So. Yeah. Rob, do you have anything that uh, you're thinking, you know what, 2017, that's the year I do this? Um, yeah, well, 20, the end of 2016 was kind of an interesting one for me anyway, in that um, a, a bit of a life change in the, um, the career, the, the, the place I've been working for, for sort of 20, 25 odd years, um, finally got to the point where I, I, it was unsustainable for me. So I, I changed jobs which was fantastic. It, it, it meant I came a lot closer to the place I work now is a lot closer to where I live. So the commute's easier, the commute's cheaper. It's a different kind of working environment. It's a whole different new style. And with that comes a kind of tweak to the way I write. Um, a lot of the time, the, the writing that I was doing was being done on the sort of 35 minute train journey into work. Now that journey's dropped significantly. It's only a 20-minute train journey now, so I certainly can't do as much with uh, the time that was available to me. So I'm, have, I'm, I'm kind of in the process of trying to figure out what I do about my writing life now. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was always very much a creature of habit in terms of I am an early morning writer. I write in that 30, 35 minutes on the train. That's when I feel at my most inspired now what I'm finding is that because I've been kind of forced to write outside that little box, I still find that I can actually do the writing that I thought, you know, wasn't going to be as great when I always felt that the writing that I did at six o'clock in the morning always had 
more going for it than the writing that I did maybe at three in the afternoon or six, seven o'clock at night. And that's not the case. Mm. And that's that's really interesting for me. So part of my New Year's resolution is to is to kind of think outside that that sort of habit that I got myself into, I guess, in terms of I write now and I don't write for the rest of the day. I can see that. I went through something very similar when I, when I left uh, the freelance life uh, in, in my old industry, where I'd be away on the road for three months at a time and spending evenings by myself in hotel rooms. I had loads yeah. of time to write. Uh, when I traded that all in for for a life at home with my family, which I don't regret in any way, obviously, uh, but I did lose that time. Yeah. And it was about trying to find when do I write now when I've got a wife and kid to look after. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Have you have you come up with an answer for that? Uh, yet? Generally, Sunday afternoons. Sarah and I have a Sunday afternoons. Uh, a little bit behind the scenes, dear listeners. I have a, a newborn, four month old baby, um, and so he requires a kind of constant maintenance right now. Um, so, my wife and I have got this deal. Basically, the Saturday afternoon she goes off and has a long nap, and then Sunday afternoons I go off and I write a few hours. Fantastic. Um, so either that's in the house, or, or, or we both one of us goes out somewhere. Obviously, you can't nap out, mm. but you know, I go out for go out for a few hours, find a coffee shop, and write. Them. That's currently where where I'm doing things. Um, here and there, right. snatching bits when I can, but that's my dedicated yeah. assigned time to sit and write. Fantastic. Um, so, I mean, it's a good good resolution, and I hope you uh, you find. It. I think you know, ch- changing routine, pretty much like that, that's been so so worked so well for you. It's always going to be a hard thing. Mm, definitely it's yeah it's it's one of those things where i'm kind of just climbing gradually back into the saddle Mm. if you know what i mean i mean yeah that last half of that well that last last quarter to a third of 2016 was was kind of a fallow period for me writing wise just because there was so much going on behind the scenes with the new job and what have you and it was it was a it was a fairly significant sea change i think I've been so used to doing things in a certain way that as soon as you get get knocked out of that box, it is difficult to find your way back in. So, yeah, it's it's, it's been good to, to to kind of hit the new year and kind of think, actually, now I'm at the point where I can rejig, rethink and do what I've got to do. You know, obviously, I make sure that I have the essential tools that I can do my writing with me all the time. So... For me, as, as, as long-time listeners to the write-up will know, um, I'm a big fan of um, writing using a, an iPad with a detachable keyboard and either um, Scrivener, um, which is a lot of writers' software of choice, or, um, or other bits and pieces, you know, any kind of notepad kind of stuff. Um, so anything like that. It's just really having the opportunity where, say, if I have a quiet half hour sometime during the day and inspiration strikes I can just find a little corner somewhere and hammer away for 20-25 minutes I, just a quick uh, addendum what you're saying there I have since our last record embraced the Scrivener iPad lifestyle yay uh, I have an, excellent mine's an iPad mini and I've got a little keyboard right. to do it um, and Scrivener's yep, on yep. there and, and that is where I'm doing all my writing currently Oh, fantastic! How are you finding it? Good. I haven't got the desktop version yet. Um, I think that, that I may have to once I start to get moving to the editing phase and that stuff. That becomes a bit more key, I think. But in yeah, terms of getting yeah. that first draft out, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Brilliant! Oh, I'm really glad to hear that. And I know um, 
when when we did our script in the podcast back in when was that September October time? Mm. I know you were you were, you, you were quite agnostic about it, so I'm glad I've, I've managed to talk you into it. You have, you have, and I, I'm I'm convinced. Fantastic! I'm very pleased about that. Um, so yeah, in terms of well, let's let's move on to to, to writing goals for the year. I think that that's mm. that's a good way to move forward. Um, I know um, first publishing we we've. we've Rob and I have, have talked behind the scenes about where we want first verse to go over the over the next year in terms of actually getting stuff out. Um, Rob, I think you've got a, a, a fairly decent sized writing project you're working on. Yeah, so I, I've got I've got two. One one is you can clearly see that the through line where it's come from, uh, but I'll come back in a minute. My, my first one basically is I have had a half written fantasy novel bumming around for about a year and a half. Right. Uh, the ideas are half formed. I've got a lovely intro, a bit of a weak middle, and no idea of an ending. Um, and it's just kind of—it's not something that I kind of dip into occasionally. And uh, two in the morning, oh god, that's a good idea for that. I write it down, but it's never really progressed. So this year, I am going to finish that. Good man. Um, and it basically, basically by the end of this year, um, my wife has has basically said, "You need to do this this year. You need to finish it off, get it done." So that is my big goal this year: is to finish off. That it hasn't got a name. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's it, it, essentially it's a fantasy heist movie. Uh, oh well, so <laughs> Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven with elves and dwarves and magicians. Um, Shut up and take my money. So that's what it basically it is. That's what it is at the moment. Who knows what it end up being? Um, yeah. And that's why what, what I'm aiming for. The other one, which is this one, that you'll see where this comes from. Is I'm going to try and write a kids book. Oh, what uh, a great idea! I don't know what I'll do with it because obviously Verse doesn't really do kids books. Mm-hmm. Um, but having had Matilda and having read to Matilda um, I see not a gap in the market but a, a story has formed in my head um, early on when we were just dealing with her and she just liked hearing noises um, mm-hmm. I ended up just telling her stories that I made up as I went along and they were you know the useless kind of no, there's no plot to them just oh this happened that happened and this happened that happened but yeah. from, from those ad hoc stories I told my daughter has formed a couple of characters a small world shall we say mm-hmm. and I'm going to yeah. try and wrangle that into some sort of kids book and I mean this isn't YA this is kids this is aiming for you know your first few years that kind of thing fantastic um, so those, that sounds those, really good those are my two yeah. sort of writing I'm going to get them done this year brilliant stuff um, I think my, my writing goal for the year is kind of similar in that one thing I want to do is kind of get some stuff that has been kicking around for a long time in my um, kind of half-done list, finished off. Um, sort of, sort of the, those those long the, those bigger projects that have been sitting there, two thirds to three quarters done, and it's really just getting that last push done to get them finished. Um, so, I, 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 you know, long-time fans of the show will obviously be aware of what these projects are, and I'm sure Rob will be relieved to hear that we are going to push on and get them done this year. So, there's that involved, and I also want to try and do some bits and pieces. I've, I've like like any good writer, I've always got a big kind of ideas file kicking around. Um, mm-hmm. It usually lives, you know, again, it lives on my iPad. But there's a few really interesting ideas in there that I want to start exploring, maybe just as, as as shorts for a while or to expand out into something a bit more interesting but it's kind of sort of having a bit of a mine in the ideas um, file 
finding stuff that might be worth exploring. Brilliant. So that's good. Um, I'm also involved um, in in a in a writers group in Reading, um, Reading Writers. I'm sure I've mentioned that before as well, um, and that's been going really, really well. So um, I'm kind of using Reading Writers as a little bit of a sort of inspiration source as well. They're really good for um, workshops on things like well, well, I'll give an example. Um, the meeting we had last uh, this Wednesday just gone was on crime writing mm. and that's a really interesting subject for me because one of the things that's in my ideas file is um is a crime story you know which, which is again moving outside the comfort zone a little bit for me but I do love American style noir stories and things like that so that one thing that came out of the um, workshop that we had last week was this week just gone sorry um was a chance to actually sit and write for 10 minutes and explore the lead character. Mm. And that was a really interesting exercise for me. You know, literally 10, 15 minutes, and I, I, I felt like I knew a lot more about the character. And from that character, I knew a lot more about where the story that I was going to craft around her was coming from. So, Reading, yeah, we talked before about how important getting stuff out to other readers can be and the value in writing groups. And I just want to reiterate that, you know, get working with a writing group can be incredibly valuable for your writing life. So, you know, I'm eternally grateful to Reading Writers for for helping me out. And it's been, it's been a good year with Reading Writers as well. I managed to win one of the, the, their writing competitions this year, which was, which was a, a bit of a, yeah, it was a bit of a feather in the cap, and um, they've been uh, incredibly welcoming and incredibly supportive. So you know, you find a good writing group and you hang on to it with both hands because it's it really does make a difference. Well, along those lines, I have now located my local writing group. Um, oh, wonderful! I, 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 I as I kind of lived a nomadic life for a couple of years, really. And never really settled into a, a location. Now I'm settled here in the, in the Rolling Hills of Shropshire. I have discovered the Reekin Writers. Oh, okay. Um, and so I have them at the meeting next weekend, and so I'm tending to go along and uh, basically uh, try and join up. I'm probably not going to mention that I run Verse because I think that's going to be a kind of make me inundated with with, with stories. Um, yeah, at least yeah, not, no, they're not open with that. But uh, go in and get some help with writing because I, you know, writing is, is a isolating thing. It can be something you do by yourself. And I think it's yeah. very good to have a community around you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, it's kind of interesting, you know, just just talking a little bit more about writing writers just just momentarily. Um, when I when I joined the group, I was the only guy writing versatile stuff, mm. horror, sci-fi, that kind of stuff. In the 18 months two years since i've joined we've we've had at least four or five new members that do write in that kind of bailiwick so that's been really heartening as well just being able to talk to other writers in the same kind of genre field to the point now where we're even sort of talking about potentially sort of starting up a buddy system in the group for um you know just just to join people along yeah and, and obviously that's that subgenre instantly felt comfortable so that's really useful as well you know being able to talk to to writers both within your your chosen genre and outside it as well mm. you know you can sometimes get some valuable insights um from 
the guy that writes historical fiction or or the lady that does women's fiction. You know, women's fiction is still very much about plot, character, so on. So there's there's lessons to be learned very from much all so. of these guys. You know, yeah. So so yeah, writing groups are great. Join one. Brilliant. I I uh, I, I completely agree. So just to wrap yeah. up my reason, I'm going to bring in a couple of resolutions for verse this year. Okay. Uh, we have to cut some of these in, in, in advance, but uh, I don't think Royal will be sharing them. So, as as the, sorry, the, the, the co-captains of Verse, what I would um, what I want this year is this: I want to output a horror collection. So, right. in the past, you guys know we've done zombie collections with Dead Files. We've done a steampunk collection with Rivet Gun. We've done a fantasy and sci-fi collection with Universe. We've had a half collected horror anthology going around called the black abyss um for a while but we've never actually completed it so this year i am going to get that out i'm going to get the black abyss done it's gonna be out for halloween this year fantastic i would also like to have by the end of the year two new writers with novels out that's going to be the, cool. the big one big the big big challenge this year but i want to find myself two new two, two debut writers uh, and get their first novel out this year that sounds great. Yeah, I'm all over that, definitely. Um, so yeah, th- th- those are my, my my desires for verse this year. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, well, I, c- I can only concur with both of those. Um, the Black Abyss has been the kind of, kind of that that little missing thing in the in the genre anthology. Obviously, we've done five Dead Fileses, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Universe went really well. Um, Rivet Gun really enjoyed. Uh, contributing to that but yeah yeah a proper nasty horror anthology would be really really good to do mm. so yeah well are, are we going to make a call for entries here on the podcast always i mean I, I, we, we we haven't just in the past verse has an open submissions policy we always welcome submissions um for novels and short stories but yeah so the, those so those are my two if you fall into the country if you have a horror short story um and anything in the gamut of horror we welcome or if you have a debut novel that you want to look at please get in touch you can find us on twitter we're on there as verse books um or you can just drop an email to um submissions at versepublishing.co.uk uh, but twitter or facebook are probably best bets to make first contact um yeah, and uh, we're on there and uh, we have a a colleague called sarah who runs that for us and does brilliant work so go give her a message and we can go from there cool cool sounds great Okay, um, well, let's finish up then by um, by doing our usual call of, uh, well, our, our usual run over of, of what's been inspiring us over the past, well, couple of months, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Rob. Do you want to go first, I'll, Rob? I'll, I'll take a lead, sure. So, obviously, as expressed earlier, my daughter. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to avoid that in my life. Um, just wanting to tell her stories and her to read interesting stories has kind of inspired me to push ahead with my, my kids book um, and it's certainly having you know it, it's a bit of a cliche but having a daughter has particularly turned me on to the way i write women and the way i read women um and, yeah. and that even in the few short months has changed the the tone and the timbre of some of the writing in my uh, fantasy book brilliant i would say in terms of things that i've ingested shall we say that uh, have uh, <laughs> The, 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 I've enjoyed I think that there are two I really want to highlight mm-hmm. uh, one of which is a film from last year called Green Room which ah, is a okay. 
I suppose a thriller slash horror slash slasher um, about a punk band who get trapped in a neo-Nazi um, bunker and their attempts to escape. It is tightly written. It is my favourite film of last year. It is a study in minimalism, but also in character and the ability of, of small moments to portray bigger themes. Um, so check that one out. The other one is uh, is a podcast I want to basically bought to pimp um, and oh. it isn't one that I'm involved in or even anyone I know is involved in um, and it's from what a, I know I know it's a <laughs> is there such a thing it, it's an Australian um, I think I was a comedy team but it's only a bunch of friends uh, called mm. Sans Pants Radio and nice. they do a series of podcasts um, and the one I wanted to flag up is one called Movie Maintenance in which they essentially go into popular films popular film factories and fix them so right. they go in and go, well, if you if you wanted to make a new King Kong movie, how would you do it? If you wanted to go and fix the, all the continuity errors in the Freddy and Jason series, how would you do it? What, what would the film you'd pitch? And each week, one of the, cat, one of the actors, one of the, the presenters, pitches a film. This week, it's how to do a better biopic um, film. Oh. Um, and it's it, they're like hour-long episodes, 40 minutes and hour-long episodes, in which they basically pitch a film and it's it's for those who are interested in story and story beats and building moments it's it's great for that it's also hilarious so yeah that's the movie maintenance please check it out that sounds marvelous um okay a couple from me then um i wanted to flag my favorite movie of last year which came out sort of towards the end of it which was um dennis villeneuve's brilliant arrival um just an extraordinary piece of thoughtful uh, intelligent science fiction, um, brilliantly acted by uh, as you know the, the the lead couple of um, Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner are fantastic in it. But it's a wonderful meditation on memory, on time, on um, on grief and mourning, and all the things that you don't really think science fiction is about. It, it really is. I would recommend that, and I would also recommend the short story on which it's based. Um, stories of our lives by Ted Chiang um, and in fact I recommend the um, that, the, the uh, anthology of his short stories that it's it, it's in all of which are just so so worth your time he, he, you know, he, he's a guy that doesn't write very much but what he writes is just exquisite and perfectly put together you know he's, he's got an amazing reputation so um yeah, watch, read, enjoy those. Um, my other recommendation would be um, the third book in a series. Well, well actually, the, the whole series, but I'm reading the third of um, of Dave Hutchinson's Europe series at the moment, uh, Europe in Winter, which is, an again, a really clever, fascinating um, meditation on what would happen if the, the kind of... The start of the fragmentation we're seeing in the European Union at the moment continues at the pace it has been, and you end up with a Europe that's basically split into thousands of mini states and polities, and what goes on to keep communication going within all those, and, and you know what you what do you do when there's almost more borders than countries? It's just so full of fantastic ideas, and including one where where one one state is actually a railway line, and the railway line that runs through Europe is is, is pretty much the most important 
state of them all in the you know it it, it it allows communication and ease of transport through this fragmented Europe. But it's it's fantastically written. Again, it's got great characters in it. It's got this whole kind of super spy thing going on as well. And then there's there's another idea sort of layered on top of that of kind of an alternate dimension. So brilliant, brilliant stuff. Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying Europe in winter at the moment, but that's the third book in the series, so you can now go back and start reading all of them, and I recommend you do so because they are they're great, great examples of taking sort of modern politics and the modern geopolitical landscape and doing something playful with them. That sounds a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Very, very much recommended. I'll have to add that much. Do do. Brilliant, guys. You can come find us both online. I'm on Twitter at Rob Kaiju. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Konohito. Uh, always have to spell it. It's C-O-N-O-J-I-T-O. Don't ask where that came from. I'm presuming people can spell Kaiju. It's just a presumption on my part, but people <laughs> pronounce it wrong all the time. There we go. Um, oh. Hopefully we'll be back soon, guys, with another episode. Um, until then, please get in touch with us. Tell us your, recommendation, your um, recommendations, your inspirations, and your resolutions for 2017. Absolutely. Um, have a fantastic 2017 with um, with lots of good writing. So yeah, keep writing. Bye. Bye now.